Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, yo! <sighs> this is a show where each week, Ashley and I talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Anna. This is the latest female-centered action film from writer-director Luc Besson, the French filmmaker known for movies such as Lucy, Leon the Professional, and Nikita. The IMDb plot summary reads, Beneath Anna Poliatova's striking beauty lies a secret that will unleash her indelible strength and skill to become one of the world's most feared government assassins. This movie has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. And it opened this past weekend to about 3.6 million, which is a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they didn't market this. They did not market they this. They didn't market at this. All. They they dumped it. So like this is a result you get when you don't market something at all. I mean, there was a trailer I mean, that played in theaters, that was it. They they should have just put this movie on Netflix and called it a day. I'm sure there was some kind of contract involved that guaranteed it a theatrical release. Uh, for whatever reason, yeah, they didn't spend like any like TV ad money. Uh, so they didn't screen it for critics. Yeah. They dumped it. Yeah. So I guess but before we talk about this movie, let's talk about uh, just Luc Besson in general. I mean, this is, you could argue this guy, he's kind of like the French James Cameron. He writes, he produces, he directs. He has his own production company. He's produced all the Taken films. Uh, you know, all the transporter movies, you know, he broke through with a movie called Nikita, La Femme Nikita, you know, a female centered action movie, very influential, awesome. Uh, then he made uh, The Professional, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, he gave Natalie Portman her first role. She was like 12 years old in that movie. Then he made The Fifth Element. That was my jam. That's a fun movie. I mean, that's yeah. a movie that's grown on me over time. It's a very weird, very original, striking <laughs> I loved, movie. I loved it. <laughs> that was Mila Jovovich's breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, they were married. Mila and Luke Besson, they got married after that uh, for a few years and they split up. They made another movie together, uh, The Joan of Arc story, uh, which was a bomb. Luke Besson, he's been up and down. Yeah. he's He's been up and down. He's also recently been kind of caught up in the whole Me Too movement. He had a uh, a rape accusation that was investigated and then it was dismissed. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, I think, at least like half a dozen women who have claimed anonymously yeah. that he, uh, you know, he harassed them on set. Yeah. Just, I mean, honestly, a lot of the same accusations that were thrown at like Morgan Freeman, like this guy's a little gropey. He's kind of hitting on me. Um, not good stuff. Yeah. Not good stuff. I guess the reason I bring it up is because I see a lot of the sentiment online around this movie, like this movie shouldn't even be released. Nobody should be seeing this movie or giving it the time of day because Luc Besson's involvement taints the whole thing. And I don't know the man personally. I mean, I've seen him in a Q&A. I mean, he was, you know, very, very charming in this Q&A. The power went off in the middle of this Q&A and the moderator and Luc Besson kept going. So, like, we're all sitting there in the dark. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> listening, uh, you know, to Luke Besson speak. And, I mean, he was a good sport about it. I mean, he's a married man. He has three kids. But it, it brings up the question of, like, you know, how do we separate the art from the artist? Is that even possible? I mean, for me, it, it's, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I, I was saying that there wasn't a distinction that all that. But then I'm thinking of all the people behind it. Sure. Behind the camera, behind not not necessarily just the director. I mean the the 
production. I mean, everybody has jobs because of this movie. I mean, your typical major motion picture is going to employ, um, if not thousands, at least hundreds of people. Yeah. Most of them, you know, over a thousand. So, yeah, that's a lot of people. And to boycott it because of allegations. Allegations, yeah. and uh, But, they, I mean, they know, investigated and they... Right. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, like, again, unless it's like Louis C.K., coming straight out and saying, I've done these things, you don't know well, for sure. Didn't Sarah Silverman kind of out him on that? I, I, everyone outed him. He outed himself. He admitted it. And he's still trying to do stand-up. I guess for me, like, you know, when it's something like a, a Woody Allen movie or like a Louis C.K. project, so much of their art is reflective of them, personally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, half of Woody Allen's movies are about a middle-aged dude dating a teenager. <laughs> Or lusting after a teenager, that's an easy pass for me. I can't really watch a Woody Allen movie without thinking about Woody Allen the Creep. But I can watch an X-Men movie without yeah. thinking about Brian Singer. I can watch Bohemian Rhapsody. We have Bohemian Rhapsody on our shelf. I can watch that movie without thinking about Brian Singer. Because I'm watching it for Rami Malek's performance. You know, I'm yeah. thinking about the music. There are other things to think about. For me, for this movie, it was a female kick-ass lead. One she's, of the few original films this I summer. I know, she's kick-ass. Only original film that opened this weekend. Everything else was a sequel or a fucking remake. That's one of the big reasons why I went to go see this. I mean... We saw this movie, if anything, to support more original films, more adult-oriented films yes. with female leads. Yes. I mean, if, if there's any type of film that I want to see more of, it's that. Yeah. I just described it. it. It's it's not black and white, even though a lot of people you know, on Twitter or so forth want to kind of paint it as black and white. It, it's not. Valerian was a good one for me. I, I did that was like, the last movie we saw of his. I did like Valerian, and I, and I liked The Fifth Element. So, I mean, you Are know, you going to, like, never watch The Fifth Element again? No. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to watch it again. There you go. I generally like it. Why? Yeah. You don't have many people doing original stuff now. So, like, when movies like The Fifth Element, Valerian, Anna, like, it's all original. Uh, I don't want to enable bad people to keep doing bad things. Like, nobody wants to do that. Well, then the next people don't hire him. I feel like, though, if we're going to hold all the people who make our entertainment up to, like, a very rigid moral standard... We'd have nobody to... We ain't going to be watching anything. No. (laughs) There's not going to be anything to watch. Like... And that's that's not excusing anything. It was just the world we live in. They're good, I mean, they're good people. They're if bad you're people. You're telling me that I can't. You know, good that, people and bad people work yeah. on every movie. But not just in the movies, but in business. I mean, yeah. in life. I mean, yeah. So, okay. Well, let's go into the story now. <laughs> so let's talk about this movie, Anna. Uh, this movie jumps around a lot in time, right? It so does. It was very like. All over the place a little bit. I, the, it was weird, but it was. I thought it was kind of cool how it did it. I think within like the first twenty minutes, we go forward and back uh, like five years, like about like three times. Yeah, it feels like. Ostensibly, this movie is about a young woman who is recruited into the KGB by Luke Evans and Helen Mirren's characters. Yep. At a certain point, she finds herself caught between a CIA agent played by Killian Murphy. And her KGB superiors, and uh, that's that's a, a big portion of what this movie's about. Kind of her caught between those two yeah. those two factions. This movie plays around a lot with chronology, I think, to kind of keep us off guard as to where exactly her loyalty lies. Yeah, 
that's kind of the gist of this movie. It's playing around with you a lot. The the lead character, it's played by a newcomer named uh, Sasha Luce. Mm-hmm. She has a background in modeling. So with that, all that said, what, what did you think of this film? You know, we were talking about originality. For me, this movie wasn't that original. Well, we've seen Red Sparrow and Atomic Blonde. And if you've seen those movies, <laughs> you've seen this one. It kind of splits the difference. It's like it's a little less sex than Red Sparrow. Yeah. And a little less action than Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Kind of like right right in between. It, 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 it was right, but it was still a Russian assassin. Right. Who gets trained in how to be a, a Russian assassin. The, the plot is very similar to Red loyal, Sparrow. Whose loyalties are... Very similar to Red Sparrow. Questioned. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the action is like Atomic Blonde. The plot is like Red Sparrow. And then Atomic Blonde is same thing. Yeah. Like, it's all very similar. I mean, there was not really anything that was different. It feels like Luke Besson saw Atomic Blonde and was inspired. And then saw Red Sparrow and be like, I can sex this up. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, it's similar to those. But what does that mean? Does that mean you didn't like it? or? I mean, it was good. I mean, it was, you know, I thought the acting, I thought she did very well. Beautiful. She's a gorgeous girl. Luke Besson, we'll say Luke Besson has a type. Yeah. Right? Tall. Thin, I mean, model. Slightly androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> Six feet. Yeah. You know, I get it. I mean, she was good. Ellen Mirren was good. I mean. This newcomer is holding her own. Yeah. In scenes with Helen Mirren and Luke Evans and Killian Murphy. I mean, she really, she it was really did. It was, it was a good movie for her. But I mean, you know, not a lot of people saw Red Sparrow and not a lot of people saw Atomic Blonde. So maybe and even less would, people like, saw this. Well. <laughs> this, is, this is not a genre that's breaking the bank. Unfortunately, you know, I, I just I wish there was a, maybe a little bit more humor in this. I mean, same maybe same with Red Sparrow and Atomic Blonde. I mean, Atomic Blonde tried to get that humor up there with James McAvoy. I Atomic mean, Blonde was a little more cheeky. I yeah, guess. having that humor in there, I feel like is is key. Red, Red Sparrow is very serious. I feel like the humor in here comes from the jumping around. Yeah. The movie's, oh, yeah. Well, the movie at a certain point, like it, comical. It, right. At a certain point, it does become kind of absurd, and it felt to me like the movie was kind of in on the joke. Like, yeah. we are jumping around an awful lot here, aren't we? Yeah. But it's serving a purpose. It does serve a purpose. I mean, it was good. I mean, Gaston, Luke Evans. Luke Evans. He was good. I mean, every yeah. None of the actors are like you know like blowing you away, but they're all doing solid work. I mean, it, it was worth a, a night in the theater with my schmoo. <laughs> Is that me? That's you. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I would say... I, I'm disappointed in the numbers, I mean, but they didn't... You have to market. Yeah. You have to market it. If you want they people to show... They didn't do anything. It's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, it doesn't make a sound. If a movie opens in 2,000 theaters and it's not promoted, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Well, and our theater wasn't too bad, though. No, I mean, it was a Saturday night. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a busy market. That's a busy a smaller theater. theater that right. we normally go to. But, right. I mean, there, it wasn't empty. In our, yeah, in our area, it's rare to see, like, an empty theater on a Saturday night. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, the theater shouldn't be empty on Saturday nights. Uh, I mean, she's very kick. I mean. The movie, yeah. Femme Fatale or whatever, like, Nikita, like, he has the kick-ass women, like, choreography he also down. Did, he also made Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, another kick-ass, uh, you know, female-centered film. He, but wasn't Lucy... He, he wrote and directed that. I mean, he, he is an original... Oh, that was the, the computer 
she becomes a, a yeah. computer. Okay. <laughs> Very weird. Weird original movie. <laughs> he's yeah. He's got a great imagination. He's he's an original. That's that's all. That's which what I is can why say. I'm disappointed in this movie too because I felt like it could have. Well, in the in the performance or the act, like the quality of the movie, it could have been better. Well, I just felt like it could the the script could have been better, the writing could have been better. Sure. I felt like not playing it so close to Red Sparrow. I was, did the movie a disservice. I mean, Red Sparrow came out a year ago. This movie was probably in production or pre-production while that happened. So I doubt like he consciously ripped off Red Sparrow. But he probably got disappointed when Red Sparrow came out. That movie's proximity to this one doesn't do it many favors. No. I, it would have felt much fresher without Red Sparrow. It, it <laughs> really would really, have. You can't really yeah. hold that against this movie. No. I mean, it has more action than Red Sparrow. I mean, they're different movies. Red Sparrow's going for a different vibe. I mean, there's some, like, skin flaying in that movie. I mean, you get some torture scenes. <laughs> this movie doesn't doesn't go there. There's basically, like, two big action scenes. The, the first one is in the restaurant. She goes, yeah. she goes in to assassinate someone, and her gun is empty. Yeah. <laughs> so they, she has to the fend. The KGB gives him, gives her empty gun. She has to fend everyone off just using what's available to her, which is like plates and her fists <laughs> and chairs. And it's a pretty awesome, like John Wick level fight scene. Yeah. It, it goes on for a it while. It doesn't show how. How she got those skills. She got those skills. I mean, it just showed that her boyfriend who she was living with got her off the streets and got her doped up and she was a drug addict and she had a little bit of a temper and then they try to rob a atm people get killed accidents happen and then the kgb is in her living room when she gets home there's no explanation as to how she's so great at kicking ass do we need one i mean i guess you get the Im- Im- implication that she gets those ass-kicking skills just after, you know, six months being in the KGB. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, admit, I yeah. think that great, I guess. Yeah. You know? I guess there could have been a training montage. I mean, I don't know what you do. You do a I training mean, I montage. I do a training montage, but... But yeah, she, she has these mysterious skills, and she can kick a whole lot of ass. <laughs> There's a, a pretty big action scene later on in the film where she's just killing everyone, right? Yeah. If I remember that correctly. Pretty great. I'm all for the action. In the movie, there's some sex scenes. The movie doesn't hold back on the sexuality, which I, I appreciate. I, like, not in like a pervert way, but uh-huh. I mean, most of the movies I watch are like, you know, uh, animated films or superhero movies. You don't see a lot of sex on the big screen. I mean, it'll show it. I mean, you know, you see side boob. Uh, yeah, I'm not even talking about nudity, but just no. like characters showing some passion on screen. That's true. She does use both dudes. It's great. She plays and, and she's, she plays everyone. Well, and her female roommate too, yeah. right? Roommate? That's her girlfriend. <laughs> Star- I mean, starts as her roommate. Yeah. Right. But then they become an uh, yeah an item. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's getting around, and the movie yeah the movie isn't shy about that. I mean, it, it, the movie's for adults, and yeah. I, I I appreciate that. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Anna. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for Anna. And uh, there's a big climactic scene where she gives both Killian Murphy well, and let, Luke let, Evans. Let's back up. Let's sure. let's back yeah. up, Brooke. You probably understand this. <laughs> probably understand this movie better than I do. So I mean, she's she's being. 
I guess, courted by the U.S. government. And the CIA director, the CIA agent, obviously falls in love with her. Same with the KGB. KGB, you know, the guy falls in love with her. You know, she has the girlfriend as her beard, so to speak. Is she really in love with the girl? No. She's playing everyone. She's playing everyone. I I dig that. Yeah. (laughs) She is... Like cold. I mean... Play it cold. That's how you win. It it really is. Um, The Americans wanted her to kill the KGB commander. And so she was able to do that and able to kill the KGB commander. And then come to find out, you know that Helen Mirren, she's the one that's handling all the black ops. She's kind of like Agent M. All Anna wants is to be free. All she wants, all she wants. She wants to be free. She wants to be free her own person. She's, you know, is an abusive relationship. She wasn't free there. And at one point, Helen Mirren asked her, like, what do you want more, most yeah. in the world? And she's like, my freedom. My freedom. And so it, it, Helen Mirren helps her. Yeah. So, so Helen Mirren finds out that she was courted by the, uh, the Americans at, at a sting. Anna was set up right. by the Americans. Helen Mirren gives the okay to kill the KGB commander because Helen has an alter- ulterior motive too. She wants to become the KGB commander. So turns out she has evidence of what each spy agency was doing to each other. Um, but come to find out, Helen knew all about this and rearranged all this. And you don't know it until after Helen Mirren shoots Anna in the park because she's like you're not going to get away from me and this is not how this ends nobody nobody fucks with the kgb exactly well they turned i mean turns out they were in cahoots together and she was wearing bulletproof vests and you know all these things she switched the bodies so look like her and she disappeared into the sewer but come to find out, she actually blackmailed Helen Mirren. And with their last conversation of Helen Mirren claiming that she wants the KGB commander to die. And that it was okay. And she just she recorded that just for like self-preservation. Yes. She wasn't planning to release it or anything. No. Just like, this is my safety net. Yes. She's like, and please delete my file. If you don't delete my file, then I'm releasing this. And doesn't she like call her? Doesn't Helen Mirren say like "bitch" or yeah, something? Yeah, but like that? in like a playful tone. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you know those like, right. "Oh, you bitch!" <laughs> like like I, you, I have some admiration for you. So it turns you. out that Anna got over on outsmarted everyone yeah. and played everyone fabulously. Yeah, I mean, a lot, lot of twists to people, get to the ending. I think people underestimated her wit. I think people underestimated how smart she was. You know, she, you know, she was asking, like, I want to be free in a year. I want to be free. Like, this is all I want, you know. And then the KGB told her, no, like, you're in it for life. You die in a body bag. That's how you get free. The Americans wanted, like, three years or something. And so, I mean, she wasn't free. She just wanted her freedom. Very similar to Jennifer Lawrence and Red Sparrow. Like yeah, but her, Jennifer... her whole deal, like trying to get free of these uh, of the dudes trying to yeah manipulate her. Yeah, she was like a slave. Yeah, uh, same with Anna. So yeah, definite parallels there. But I mean, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she stays in as a as a spy in the KGB. I think by the end of that film, she's out though, isn't Mm-mm. she? She's not out. Mm-mm. Okay, but in this movie, Anna, she's out. She's out for good. Yeah, and single. Yeah, <laughs> she's done so. 
Well, like, yeah, that yeah. Her, her girlfriend is in. She's not, like, meeting up with her girlfriend anywhere. No, well, we don't. That's that's a, we don't know. Like, that's a, an end that was left kind of hanging. Kind of dangling. Yeah. So, I guess overall, um, what, what, what grade? I'll give it a B. Yeah. Do you prefer, like, Red Sparrow and Atomic Blonde? Yeah. Both of those. Yeah. This girl is up and coming, but, I mean, Charlize Theron, I mean, come on. One of my favorite roles of, I mean, of hers. She's, come great. On. She's great at that. That movie has a lot of style. Yeah, I, I guess I put this kind of on the level of like and Red Jennifer Sparrow. And Jennifer Lawrence, she took a risk and and Red Sparrow. I mean, I do like this movie though yeah. as a showcase for a total uh, yeah. fresh face. Yeah. And I thought Sasha Luce really delivered. If this movie were a hit, or even just doing a little bit better, I think this would be like a star making role. Yeah, because she's great. Um, just all aspects uh, holds her own dramatically. I mean, it looks good, but holds her own dramatically. I mean, striking. Yeah, and convincing ass kicker. Yeah, I mean, Luke Besson, he can find him. Creep, creep or not. <laughs> he's got an eye. He's got an eye. He's got an eye for talent. Would you consider this a good day night movie? Yeah. I would too. It's got yeah. all, yeah, it's got, it's got the sex. It's got the action. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great movie for both. For adults. Yeah. Yeah. Two adults going out. Yeah. That's what, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, most movies that we watch, you know, it's, it's. They're all Marvel. It's special effects. Yeah. It's special effects. Yeah. And yeah, this one, it's, you know, it's actors who, who have to generate the heat. Yep. Very good date movie. You know, mm-hmm. see it before it's gone. No, nah, seriously. I mean, <laughs> or you know, catch up with it on video. It'll probably be on Netflix soon. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, but see it on Netflix. Yeah, that's Anna, directed by Luke Basson. You can find more episodes at Anchor.fm/slash/MovieDateNight, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DNMoviePodcast. And you can email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs)